2009, a single call had come in at 7.09 a.m. The numbering system on the carton was different. I assumed the case was from another jurisdiction. A bit of background. The Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department had roughly 500 unsolved murders dating back to 1970. Recognizing that this was a lot of bodies and a lot of folks waiting for justice, in 2003, the CMPD established a cold case unit. Honor Barrow, 20 years at the murder table, had run the CCU since its inception. The other full-timers included a police sergeant and an FBI agent. A volunteer review team composed of three retired FBI agents, a retired NYPD cop, a civilian academic, and a civilian engineer provided support in the form of pre-investigation triage and analysis. The cold case unit regulars gathered monthly. As a forensic anthropologist, I work with the not-so-recently-dead. No secret why I was sometimes invited to the dance. But I usually got a heads-up about why my presence was being requested. A query concerning a set of remains, a question about bones, trauma, or decomposition. Not this time. Impatient and curious why I'd been summoned, I drew the tub to me and pried off the lid. Inside were hundreds of pages separated by dividers. I knew the headings on each of the tabs. Victimology, summary of the crime, crime scene report, evidence property collected, analyzed, medical examiner's report, witnesses, related investigation, potential suspects, recommended follow-up. Lying across the files was a case review summary written by Claire Milani, a criminologist and colleague at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. I flipped to the first section of her report and felt my neck muscles tense. Before I could read further, voices sounded in the hall. Moments later, Barrow appeared with a guy looking like something off the cover of a survivalist manual. Washed-out jeans, faded army jacket over long-sleeved red tee, dark hair curling from below a neon orange cap. I replaced the report in its tub. Everyone stuck in traffic? I didn't invite the volunteer team. Though that surprised me, I said nothing. Barrow noticed my gaze shift to the survivalist and introduced him. Detective Rodas is down from Vermont. Amparo. Umpy to my friends. Self-deprecating smile. Both of them. Rodas extended a hand. I took it. Umpy's grip matched his appearance, rough and strong. As Barrow and Rodas took seats, a familiar figure framed up in the doorway. Erskine, skinny, Slidell, cop legend in his own mind. Can't say Slidell's presence thrilled me. Since Skinny works homicide and I work the morgue, we're often thrown together. Over the years, our relationship has had more ups and downs than a polygraph chart. His manner is often grating, but the man clears cases. Slidell stretched both hands in a what-gives gesture and drew in one wrist to look at his watch. Subtle. Glad you could pry yourself free from the computer porn. Smiling, Barrow hooked a chair free from the table with one foot. That sister of yours does love a camera. Cushions hoofed 
as Slidell deposited his substantial derriere. Barrow partnered with Slidell back in the 80s and, unlike most, claimed to have enjoyed the experience, probably their shared concept of witty repartee. Barrow had just introduced Rodas and Slidell to each other when the door swung out. A man I didn't recognize entered the room. He had a weak chin and a too long nose, and standing ramrod matched me in height. His polyester shirt, tie, and off-the-rack suit suggested mid-level management. His demeanor screamed cop. The four of us watched as polyester man took a place at the table. Agent Tinker's SBI. Barrow's reference to the State Bureau of Investigation conveyed zero warmth. I'd heard of Bo Tinker. Intel had him as a narrow thinker with a mild...